Good evening, everybody. I was about to go to bed and I was feeling guilty that I hadn't done five question Friday because I did five fact Friday and I ran out of time today, but it was not quite midnight. And I thought if I just start now, I might get it in before midnight and get my five question Friday. And so I've got five questions lined up for you. Crack straight into them. The first four are on-screen ones like this. And the fifth one is my first video question that's been sent in from a seller. Looking forward to that one about a seller choosing an agent. Anyway, question number one from Silky999 on YouTube says, hi, Charlie, would love your opinion as I'm a first-time buyer that's looking to buy in the coming months. Would you recommend a five-year fixed deal or less? And this is a very frequent question, so it bears repeating as often as necessary because there are new followers every week. And the answer to this is always, it depends what's preferential to you. What's what's, What do you prefer as an individual? Do you prefer certainty, knowing exactly what your payments are going to be for whatever period of time you want, two years or five years? Or do you prefer risk, where you could fix for two years and then maybe the payments go down, but also maybe they'll go up? Um, a lot of people who fixed for two years wish they fixed for five recently, and a lot of people who, wish for, who fixed for five who, who turned down the chance to fix for 10 and wish they fixed for 10. Pretty much, I did a survey, 80% of you said you'd, you'd vote for certainty over the risk the, the chance of a small saving with the risk of a loss. So I would always suggest that if you're going to be moving for at least five years and living there for at least five years, why not fix for five years and you know where you stand? Next question. And this is from Jackie Chan. Not, I'm sure it's not the real Jackie Chan, but Jackie Chan 8840 on YouTube asks, potential first-time buyer in Southeast England here, should I start looking now or wait another six months? Another very frequent question, always worth uh, repeating the answer to this, which is unless you've actually found a property that you want to live in, that you've made an offer on and you've had accepted, you're not really in a position to choose. You're not buying until you're in that situation. So that's why I always say, get out and view, get out and view, get out and view. Because even if the market's falling, the people who are in the best place to get the bargains as they come along are the people who are out actually viewing. So if you'd like to find a home sooner rather than later. There's no point in waiting. Get out and view. Just make sure you don't overpay. So the answer is don't wait. If, you, if, you've got, if you've got the money to move and there are properties that you like, go look at them and see. And then offer what you feel comfortable offering. Uh, question number three in response to my video from this week. Um, Amanda Harrison on YouTube says, Charlie, how do you go about working out the property's current value? And this is a really good question that also bears repeating as often as necessary, because it's not the property's value. It's what's the property worth to you, because it will be worth a different amount to you than it is to someone else based on your circumstances. For example, if two people with identical financial circumstances are looking at the same house to buy, should they offer the same amount? Well, one of them may have an expensive commute from that location, and one of them might be able to walk to work from that location. That creates a very different cost of living in that in, in that in that property, uh, and therefore it might affect what you offer. Another uh, thing that might change is how long you intend to stay there for, because the longer you plan to stay there for, the more you might be willing to pay to secure it if you are in a bidding 
um, war. But if you are planning to move out within two, three or four years, it might be much riskier to pay high in the falling market. So it's always about working out what it's worth to you in your circumstances for that property in that location. And it's a different amount for everybody. It's not about what the property is worth. Okay. No, people take a long time to get to get used to that idea, but it is the situation. Next question, slightly longer question here. And this is a question that came in by private message, so I'm not going to share the name here. Um, I have been left an amount of money from my father's estate. I've been searching for somewhere to purchase in Somerset or Dorset for the past year. Although I had offered on a couple of places, I was pipped to the post. I ended up putting in an offer on a cottage next door to my cousin. It's a 200-year-old cottage. It was on the market at 240000 it dropped to 225,000. I made an offer of 180,000 and we agreed at 185. Nice work. I've just had a survey done and it's not good news. Dry rot, fiberboard, internal walls, fiberboard, internal walls, asbestos lean to roof, damp, black mold, and it needs new rafters. I have a mortgage agreed of 80,000. What on earth am I to do? So, um, some people will be screaming right now at this at the video saying, run away from that. You do not want that. That is a total refurb from top to bottom. If the rafters are rotten in the roof all the way down and there's damp and black mold, there's no way around it. You're going to have to gut that place. Um, now, it depends whether or not you are in the position where you think, I actually quite I quite like the idea of gutting that place. What you need to do is you need to get a uh, a full... So the survey that you've had done... I don't know what level of survey you had, but often the survey will contain an estimate for the work to repair all of that stuff. At the very, very least, you need to go back to the seller and say, because if this is all new stuff that you didn't know at the beginning, you can say, this is the cost the surveyor says, so I've got to reduce my offer by that amount. Um, at the very least. Um, Alternatively, you can get an actual quote from a construction company or work out whether you still want to do it. So when you're faced with the idea of buying that place and not being able to live in it for probably six months while the work is done, I mean, I'm guessing, but it sounds like a big job. Um, and normally when you start those jobs, you find even more problems when you start pulling walls down and pulling ceilings down and that kind of stuff. And asbestos removal is expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, either you're someone that goes, do you know what? I love the sound of that. I can absolutely gut the place and refurbish it to what I want if you get it at the right price uh, and get the surveyor to advise on the right on the right price. Um, and if the, if the surveyor says they can't advise that, you need a lending surveyor to do it. Uh, or walk away. Walk away, sadly. Uh, it depends on whether or not you've got an appetite for that. Right, now on to the last question. This is a question from a seller. It's from Bobby Hyam, who sent me a private video on Facebook message in order to use on the... So, so here it is. It's the first time I'm doing this. I've got to go into a portrait for this one. Here we go. Oh, no, it's got to go straight with this. Here we go. Hey, Charlie. I've got a two-bedroom flat with a garden in East Dulwich, Southeast London. It was valued at 750 grand in the summer. And the agent has just come back to me saying that the market is back and he has sold the vast majority of his properties this month without even advertising them. And he's offered me 775 to 800 and he says he can sell it with no contract and uh, no marketing. Should I bite his arm off if I want to move? Hey, Charlie, 
I've got. Sorry about that extreme close up. That wasn't actually the video he sent me. He did send it to me looking like that. So, Bobby, sorry about the extreme close up. Now, you got an agent there valuing your place at 775 to 800, saying he'll take it on with no contract, saying he sold everything else like it recently, he's selling stuff without him going to the market, and should he bite his arm off? Um, my first thought is it smacks a little bit of desperation. An agent who really, uh, I mean, first of all, you know, he says the market's back and market's going to file the rest of it. I don't believe that. Maybe, maybe in that area, there is a spe specific in rush of buyers looking for properties like yours. Um, but I suspect not. The first thing you should do is ask him for evidence of the sales that he's made. Okay. Say, can you tell me which properties they were? Show me which ones they were, how much they went for. Okay. And if he's telling the truth, he'll have those examples for you. Um, and you should ask him, hey, can, can I talk to the, your clients? Would you, do you think they'd be happy to talk to me and recommend your service or not? Um, it, it, it's, it, it sounds like the classic, classic list of things that are too good to be true. Oh, my God, I can get you. The market's back. I can get you great money. I don't need a contract. Just give me the instruction and I'll get it sold. Now, I don't know who that agent is. And I don't know whether or not he does know what he's talking about. Um, but so I, I can't automatically say you should rule him out um, because if you, I have had, a, I know an agent like that who said something similar to someone and they delivered. They sold it for over asking price in under a week, not in this market though. So generally speaking, this question from Bobby is a great one for sellers because it is typically a bit too good to be true. And it's the kind of stuff lots of agents say. So you've really got to actually challenge them on their claims. Really? Which flat's like mine? What's the one that's nearest to mine, that the most similar to my flat that you sold most recently? That is a, a legitimate and reasonable question to ask any agent saying, oh, I've sold everything just like yours for loads of money really recently. Okay, cool. W what's the nearest one? Give me an example of the nearest one. Show me the details. Tell me the story of it. What, what did it go on at? What did you sell it at? What's happening? Has it gone through? Has it exchanged yet? Because what you really want to know is what is the the most recent property that that agent sold and has exchanged on that's close to your apartment, that close to your flat, okay? Everything that Bobby just said in that video is classic, cliche, agent bullshit if it isn't backed up. It sounds too good to be true. It is too good to be true. And I wouldn't believe it. It's very, very, very tempting when you have an agent that comes in and tells you with all this confidence, so confident, but they do it all every day, right? And, and, and most agents do that because they don't have any other way of doing it. You know, it takes a really confident agent to come in and say to you, market's got tougher. Um, I can show you the examples of the most recent ones we sold like yours. These are the prices. Um, uh, there was a bit of a resurgence in January, um, or you, know, you, you just want to be in, in this market where London is is actually known to be uh, f prices falling faster than anywhere in the in the UK. You want to be ultra cautious and skeptical of any agent telling you that oh it's going to be great, the market's great, I'm going to get you top money for it. If they have real evidence that, that satisfies you of that then okay. And, and it is good that he isn't asking for a contract. Um, but at the same time, it, my initial reaction to, to that story is that's a desperate agent, desperately overvaluing to get you on his books. All right. Um, so guys, there are the five questions. Happy Chinese New Year. Yes. Hi, Mr. Beats. 
Um, Nima, I am awake, but not for much longer. I'm going straight to bed after this. Um, 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 Mega Jewel for Currency asks, looking forward to seeing the exchange price index. Is it going to include filters for property types as well? Uh, it is going to include a downloadable CSV file with all of those filters in it so people can query it however they want. Uh, so in a, in a word, yes, if not immediately, soon. Um, it depends on the volumes that we've got, but yes, it will have filters for property types. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Barry Crump, good advice there. With any building or refurb estimates, factor in an additional 25%. I, I work on 50. I've done it a few times. I work on whatever I think plus 50%. The most recent one I did, it came in, it, it, which was about seven years ago, it, it was double my estimates. It came in, I mean, I did, we did do a few upgrades as we went along that weren't planned, but it still came in way, way more. Um, um, Oh, XR2828, giving feedback about an agent you spoke to. So your agent could give proof of price, but not for properties they sold in the last six to eight months. Yeah, it's important. You've got to get a recent comparable, a recent exchange. Barry Brown says, a friend of mine, an estate agent in central London, Westminster, Victoria area, market tanking, apparently. Always good to hear these anecdotal um, feed, bits of feedback. Um... XR2828, as a seller who's been burnt, if I remember from other videos, says, it's too easy to get drawn into the overvaluation. After my experience, I do think people have to go through it once to learn the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah, good advice, good advice. Thank you, Nima. Love you guys all too. Have a great weekend. Sleep well. Thanks for watching. See you on the next one. Bye-bye, guys.